right. Welcome in on another episode of the Outside of the Lines podcast. I am your co-host, Mason, followed by none other than your guy's favorite, apparently, Jacob Newton. And today we got a very special episode for you. We got the Kansas um, breakdown. I, sh- I shouldn't really say a special episode. You know, it was, it was a tough loss yesterday. But as always, we are presented to you by BNC Fieldhouse. So they're starting up something new. They are actually open on Mondays and Tuesdays now. So Mondays, they'll be presenting The Bachelor. So for Bachelor Monday, starting at 7 p.m. So if you guys are some Bachelor fanatics like myself, yep, un- unapologetically a fan of The Bachelor, I will admit then get your ass on over to BNC every single Monday. And on top of that, they are also open for Tuesdays, Taco Tuesday. Yep. Cue the LeBron James uh, soundbite right now. Liam or Newt, plug this in. And yeah, just, just head on over there to BNC Fieldhouse for Taco Tuesday. And of course, you'll have your FAC deals. You'll have drag shows and mug deals on Thursdays. And of course, bottomless mimosas for Sundays, which take advantage of that now because you won't have very many NFL Sundays coming up. But head on over to BNC Fieldhouse, support our boy, Ben, the King of Ames. And without further ado, we will get into a KU breakdown. So I don't know, Newt, what what, what do we even talk about? Like, we, we get it. There is a goal 10 that was missed. We lost by one point. If we would have had that goal 10, then we would have won. Is that our breakdown? Is that it? Can we, can we be done now? Um, I mean, that is like a, if you want to sum it up in like 15 seconds breakdown. Yes. I, I, I will say the other thing. And I, I honestly have this as like a mentality. I think you always have to be about seven points better than Kansas in Kansas. Um, just like because of, of how it goes, usually how the rest favorite them. And we were five points better than them at least yesterday, but that's not seven. So we didn't get the win. Um, and <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. I like it. Yeah, We were I five mean, points better than them yesterday. We were not seven. Yeah. Which um, is why we lost by one. Yeah. I mean, there's, we'll figure out the math, but that's, yeah, it's, and I hate, I hate kind of like the, um, Oh, you know, taking, taking like a, Oh, I can't even remember. Think of the, what's a word when you, when you lose, but it feels good still. Cause you played well. Um, what is that know. called? What is that called? Sad pride. Now. God damn it. Dead air. I don't know. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> Moral victory. Holy shit. Okay. There we go. That uh, was worth the wow. 10 second wait. Wow. Okay. I hate because I feel like the last few games we've had some like moral victories. Like Baylor was a moral victory. I felt mm-hmm. Oklahoma was a moral victory for 30 minutes. <laughs> like it's like, oh yeah, we played really good for 30 minutes. Um, which we can get into Oklahoma later. You haven't mentioned that yet in the, the preview or anything like that. We we did have two games happen since our last podcast, but no big deal. And <laughs> Kansas also feels like a moral victory because we battled out with them in Lawrence and should have won. Um, so that's where I'm at with it. I hate taking moral victories, but it's it's like I cannot be upset at this team's performance because they bring it night in and night out. And yeah, yeah sometimes the offense gets really like slow and struggles. But goddamn, man, they 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 keep themselves in games by working their asses off, and that's all you can really ask for this team. And it's unfortunate that the game ended the way it did. Some things were out of their hands. The flagrant, the goal 10, Caleb girl's toe actually being behind the three-point line. Lots of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And they forgot about that one. 
they're just going to have to fight through it. And I know that they will. And, you know, I think that's the thing that feels best about it. Like it sucked. I was so mad at the end of the game last night. Like it's the most mad I've been. And I would say event in a while, like with football, I kind of got to a point towards the end of the year where I was just like, I mean, this season's kind of disappointing. So like, I'm not going to get too riled up with this, but this basketball one, I was like, all right, like I felt we just kind of like outplayed Kansas and deserved a victory. And I was pissed that we didn't get a victory because of, certain circumstances. So, yeah, it was, it was brutal. And I mean, there's something about fog Allen that always gets the refs going on KU side. You know what I mean? And the worst part about it is it, when you just look at this upcoming schedule, Oklahoma was supposed to be our gimme game. If we, if you can even constitute it as that, I mean, we know that Oklahoma is a, a pretty damn good unranked team, but we knew that the upcoming schedule was Kansas obviously took an L there, Texas this Saturday, Texas tech next week. And then TCU is probably one that's going to lighten up. So, I mean, we, we knew this, we know that the big 12 schedule is just brutal like that. Um, and, and honestly that second half because of our offense and just kind of how we operate when we're down four, it feels like we're down 14. Like it, it just, it just feels that way. It is such a hole to climb out of when you just, let's just call it like we are. We're just not the best shooting team. Like when we had Niang and Monte and Matt Thomas, Abdel Nader, that team, you just knew that we could be down by 16 and we still weren't out of it because we're just that, you know, astute offensively. We're not there. So when we're down four, it feels like we're down 14 credit to them though. They came back and they, and that's just this team. They always will battle back. And the ending was exhilarating despite that, you know, it didn't go our way. Brockington is still clutch as hell. And I just feel so bad for him because Harris had that unbelievable game winning layup. I mean, that was a hard layup to make. That was, he got to the hoop. Yeah. But I mean, he was still super off balanced, barely had control over the ball and, and still got it in the hoop. So it was truly just two remarkable plays back to back. I honestly thought Brockington's play might've even been a little bit more impressive, but yeah, that the butterfly effect of what happens if they call grill behind the line, what happens if they, call the goaltending. I mean, it, it truly feels like that game was a little bit stolen from us, but uh, it's, it's, it's hard for me to say that that game was stolen from us when it felt like that second half. It, I don't know. Uh, the beginning of the second half, it just, it just kind of felt like we were in just such a hole and, and they're just playing good ball. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and then even the, um, the flagrant Robert Jones was so dumb. Like anyone who's ever played basketball before, um, <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, that's that was like the stupid. most inadvertent elbow I've ever seen in my life. Like I mm-hmm. am short. I've played basketball. I've had to deal with bigs. Like you get arms and elbows thrown at you because that's just how it is. Like the dude's head was just right there and he was trying to post up. And the fact that they reviewed it and called it a flagrant is what is just baffling because like you guys really had to go to replay to like think that that had any sort of like. I don't know. Like it's ridiculous. I do get like that certain aspects of the flagrant is like, if any part of the face gets hit or whatever, then it's a foul. Um, But like, Mm -hmm. that's, it's just seems so silly to, to look at that in real time, not call it a flagrant and then even review it and see that like, it's a basketball play. It wasn't anything abrupt. Like he was just like setting his arm out, like to post up, I realized I pulled the mic way far away from my hand to, to show, to show how to post up. Um, so apologies if no one heard that. Um, but 
But yeah, so it's just like, it's like that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, they, they got two points and possession of the ball. Like, and she's like, okay, like, this is just, you know, a lot of elements adding against us. And like you said, the offense struggled. And, and that's, that was definitely true. And, and then there was another one where Brockington literally just said, fuck it, give me the ball. I'm a score. <laughs> and he did. Yeah. He had like, he had like six points at the half. And he finished with like 17. And I would bet that probably 10 of those came in the last like five ish minutes, no doubt. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was, you know, like we said, th- I, this team is still trying to find it's like offensive identity or, you know, I guess a, a more consistent number two. I, I love Tyrese tonight. He, he played so well and he drove so yeah. well. Like he had so many tough finishes at the rim where I was like, I was like, I don't know if you need to go up with that or like that, just, like just certain things where it's like, that's going to be a tough finish. And he, he did a lot of them with ease. I thought he played great. Um, and, you know, probably one of the hardest environments in college basketball on the road. First time 18 year old freshman, like it was, it was really impressive. Um, and so I think just moving forward, you know, him, Kalsher, whoever really needs to, kind of be able to spark the offense when teams try and take away Brockington, because that seems mm-hmm. to be a lot of team strategies. And um, obviously Brockington still works to get his, cause he's a phenomenal player, but he does need a little bit of help on that offensive end. So. Yeah. I think watching Jalen Coleman lands in a Jayhawk Jersey. I don't know. It kind of makes me sad just because he's getting play time. I mean, 14 minutes, but like you can just you can tell that there was such a drop off from being the man at Iowa State and now just like, you know, playing half the game with Kansas and scoring three points. You know, I always talk about is the grass always green around the other side? I don't know. And it's it's kind of a shame to to see him. I don't want to say a shame. I mean, you know, everyone has their their own life. He's totally fine to transfer if he wants to. But, tr- you know, he could have helped our team and it's a bit of a bummer to see that he's just more so riding the bench with Kansas and knowing, Hey, you, you could have had a great, a great career at Iowa state, but I'll, I'll, I'll move off that. Also, he took an elbow from Rob or yeah, that, he was the he, one who he took, took that the elbow. elbow. <laughs> yeah. He was the one that took the elbow from Robert Jones. And right after I put that note down like literally five seconds afterwards, boom, Robert, you know, elbowed me face to, uh, Jalen Coleman land. So I felt kind of bad afterward. I'm like, Oh shoot. I, I don't mean to double pound on him. My bad. But, um, I don't know. It, it was, it was sad to sad to see that, but Alias Kunch. Oh my gosh. He has to be the most annoying player to play against just with how continually he bobs his head, you know, the small little, I'll call it small little flops. And he is always in the right place. You know, the, the right place, right time play style can get so aggravating, but it's all credit to the play style. I mean, people all the time said George Niang doesn't have much of a shot. He always just gets lucky. Well, guess what? If you're getting lucky all the time, then you know what you're doing. And, and to some extent, there's a lot of talent and skill involved in that. So if I just say, hey, Alias Kunch just always is in the right place at the right time. Well, he puts himself in the position to be there. And I don't know. He's the guy that I love to have on my team. But if I had to guard him, I would get so pissed off at him. I would I'd probably hate him. I would hate him. But I love having him on my team. Do you, do you want to date Jazz? I think that you've had I think a similar, I similar rant to this every single basketball uh, recap 
episode we've had. It's just it's because like almost those exact same points of like, if I was playing basketball with him, I love him, and if I'm playing against him, I'd hate him. But he's always in. The, he's like the the key person to to making this engine go and stuff. I'm just like, okay, Mason, all right. <laughs> I think I'm obsessed with him because I'm so confused by him. I'm like, why is he so good? But I, I always watch him. And, and literally yesterday, I wasn't even watching the ball. I was watching him. I was just watching him, just off ball and all that stuff. And he's like a little, like a subtle, chippy player. Like he'll give some guys a push and a shove when the ball is away from him, when he knows he can get away with it. Again, it's a thing that would piss me off if I'm guarding him, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, he still confuses me. I guarantee you this will not be my last, uh, you know, Alias Koontz rant. But uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. That man uh, mm-hmm. takes charges better than anyone I've ever seen before. It's very impressive. So, oh, he's perfect with it. Also, yeah. Gabe Calshuer, man. I mean, he he'll he'll get it figured out. Shooters are always like the second half of the of the season type player. But man, he is just as predicted or or as advertised. The no, 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 yes player. My goodness, fun to watch. But um, yeah, I don't know. E- easier to watch when shots are are falling down, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Him and him and Grill, I'm always fine with kind of pulling whatever. Like I'm just like, yeah, you mm-hmm. want to shoot it? You get a little space. That's fine. I, I feel like that's like old Iowa State fandom in me, where it's just like we've had lineups where all five guys could shoot threes. I'm like, yeah, man, you get a, a somewhat clean look. You might as well just pull the trigger. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's very true. I think you kind of have to earn it though. And I yeah, mean, that's Gabe, I, I mean, Gabe proved to be the, the shooter earlier on in the season. And, and he was obviously a hell of a shooter in Minnesota. So he has proved it. I don't know. Um, also, I don't know how to ever pronounce his name. Ochai Abahi. Really, really, really good player for Kansas. I just felt a need to say that. But help me pronounce his name. Ochai Agbahi? Abaji? I believe the J is like a harder, like Abaji. Abaji? So it's not like Alias Kuntz? No. At least that's what the remote okay. announcers were saying last night, if I remember correctly. So shout Are out to ESPN and... Yeah. Love being on ESPN Plus. Love having remote announcers for a top 15 matchup. Um, and probably one of the best rivalries in big, if not the big best rivalry in Big 12 men's basketball. I'm gonna be honest. Like, obviously, we've yeah. dropped off the last couple of years, but holy shit, before that, we were the only team to ever like they were showing the records of like the last 10 matchups, and we were five and five against them. Um, taking out like mm-hmm. the last two years where we were shit. And it's like, yeah, we're the only ones who have like consistently kind of given Kansas a good fight. And that's how we get treated <laughs> is yeah. I, I, it's like ridiculous. I I totally get that. We were not predicted to like do well this year, but like, dude, your TV network, you, you flex the change. That, yeah, you can change yeah. that shit up, dude. Like uh, it's just like baffling to me that that is something that is not addressed. So Whatever. I, and I, I mean, even as a, as a basketball commoner, like if I'm not even an Iowa State fan, not even a Kansas fan, not even a Big 12 fan, I look at Iowa State, Kansas, and I see that the final score was 62-61, and I watch those last 30 or watch the last 30 seconds of the game. I'm pissed off that I didn't have an opportunity to watch that game. And so this, this is not just an Iowa State 
Jayhawk thing. This is like, if you're a fan of college basketball and you see that game, you see the box score after it's all said and done, you're thinking to yourself, why the hell was that on ESPN plus? Like that's, this isn't just like a fan base to fan base thing. Like this is, you're clearly putting not the best games on your network. No wonder why you're, you know, falling, I guess. No wonder why you're the meme of everything is, you know, on fire around you. And you're that little dog that says, this is fine. Yeah, I mean, they, just, they had to put way too many resources into the college football and national championship. So that's why they can't afford like in-person announcers and that kind of shit now. So, you know, love that. <laughs> yeah. Do we talk about Oklahoma or do we just say that was a choke job? It was great effort for 30 minutes. And holy shit, the last, what was the last eight minutes? Just everything brutal tumbling brutal out. man it's like that uh that one meme of the horse where it's like perfectly drawn like on the f- the first half or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it like literally looks like a, a two-year-old drew like the back end that was that was i was saying basketball that day and it was it was so tough to watch because you're just like oh man they are just they're done <laughs> like it was just like hopeless you're like come on guys you played so well um Oh, ridiculous yeah that, that one is tough that one is really tough those are those are the like those are really the game this is the meme i'm thinking of just the one where you fill in the circle perfectly and then at the very end you'll see it you'll see it bad radio bad radio but i'm showing new to me right now yeah. nice yeah it just yeah pisses you off right that yeah we're not even going to try to explain that meme that i just showed new you guys you, you guys don't get it you guys want to get it just listening to us so listen to my meme maybe, it was maybe better. Maybe, maybe maybe cut this part out. New audio memes are only need to be really roasting good, my listeners. Everyone loves audio memes, though. Um, That's true. Um, but but yeah, yeah I, I would just say that both of those last two games sucked in their own way, and you could also take a lot of things that you like from that from those last two games as well. So, yay, moral victories all around. Um, we need a moral victory going into horns down next Saturday. You're raising your hand. What's up? Yeah. Um, I would like to make an Iowa State basketball prediction. Ooh, okay. Yeah. We don't yeah, have many yeah. of those. We don't. I would like As to As a predict- sports podcast, you would think that we would have more, but we really don't. <laughs> we actually don't. The only prediction we've had on the years where they were going to finish in the standings, um, which right now I'm correct. <laughs> and you're not. Yeah, I guess you are. Because they're one and three. Um. Anyways, what's your prediction? What's your prediction? My prediction is that I think that this team, barring, I'm going to put one asterisk on it, barring anything serious happening to a key person like Brockington. Um, or Ali <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or in your case, Ali Um, <laughs> I think that this team will make the Sweet 16. Okay. I think that, and the reason why <laughs> That's I probably think what is, I would have predicted. <laughs> You want? Do you want to? Do you want to like? You want to put your 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 money where your mouth is on it? Like, well, well how would we bet this? That's the thing, because I I like disagreeing with you, and I'm not gonna bet on an elite eight appearance because I don't feel that confident about it. Um. Okay, so I guess I'll just bet against the Sweet Sixteen. Do we want to do it that way? Just make it easy. You take Sweet Sixteen, and I don't. You can get everything besides Sweet Sixteen, and I'll take Sweet Sixteen. So if they make Elite okay. Eight, you get Elite Eight too. All and if they're a first round exit, I get that too. All right. Or if they somehow <laughs> don't make the tournament, Lord help us. But 
but yeah, okay. My point was going to be is I, I honestly think that these guys will be such a tough fucking out in the tournament. <laughs> like, could you imagine having yeah. to go into this like meat grinder of a game against Iowa State? Like, the only thing I'm worried about is the Big 12 being so fucking hard that they just get to the tournament and they're exhausted. Like, that's that's the only thing that worries me is like they've played. 30 of these games that are like playing against Texas tech and Baylor and Kansas, where like you are grinding out every fucking defensive possession on both ends and having to earn it. And then three months of that, basically you get to the tournament and you're running on fumes. That's the only thing that worries me about this team. Other than that, I really think this team would be poised to be a a very tough out in the tournament. And like the fact that they play defense, I think would make them a very tough matchup for a lot of teams. So I totally agree. I I think you're I'm I'm gonna try and take literally any other bet on that, um, just so we can disagree. But no, if I'm being honest with myself, I I totally agree. And the reason I the reason I like them is because kind of like my point I said earlier, shooters find their heat later on in the season. That's what March Madness is all about, I say. So that's kind of why I think, you know, maybe in the past we found more success in the Big 12 tournament than we did maybe uh, with our non-conference games Um, just because, you know, shooters happen to find their shot later on in the season. Now we're not that much of a shooter's team, but we're putting so many other things together earlier on, which is poising us for potentially making some noise in, in March. Yeah. Kind of like you said, and and I would then hope that our shooting will be a little bit more trimmed up, or at least that we'll be taking, you know, higher percentage shots from there. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think our offense is probably going to find a, I don't think we're going to be a, a juggernaut on offense, but I think we're going to find much more of our stride going into March too. So I don't like agreeing with you. It's, it's pretty boring. Yeah. Well, we could talk about, how about how... the Colts, the oh, Colts and Steelers. Being, dude, shut the fuck up. That's what I was going to say. Same brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah how about sucked. Carson Wentz, man? He, he's really good. Are we yeah. done? Do you got yeah, any, last, yeah. any last Iowa State basketball thing? I don't have any Iowa State basketball thing. No. I just got no. horns uh, down. That's all I got to say. I got horns down, too. It honestly, it will be a really good game. I've watched Texas play a couple times. Um, don't really have much analysis on them, truth be told. But what, what are they ranked right now? I think it's 21 versus 15 matchups, so top 25. Um, I don't know. It, it'll be a really good matchup. I, I wish I knew more about Texas to – you know, feel a certain way about it, but yeah, right now I'm just going to say it'll be a fun matchup. Hopefully it'll be a fun matchup. And man, I mean, if we could not have a, a three game losing streak, that'd be great. And, and honestly, I think that's partly why, you know, I like Iowa state in this matchup, just simply for the idea that TJ Otzelberger will get his guys in the mentality of we are not losing three in a row, you know, despite how good the, the upcoming matchup is, I just I think it's just that dog mentality that we've seen in this team so much that uh, I don't know. I, I think we're going to come out on top of it. I really just can't see us losing three in a row, albeit to really good teams. Texas just beat Oklahoma, too, um, and kind of a blowout. So that's that's always a good like precursor. I don't know. I'm I'm one of those people that I am a big fan of, like getting teams while they're winning. I hate getting teams off of losses because usually they get like focused back in. Um, I think it's a little bit more Mm -hmm. prevalent with football, but I I do think that that factor helps as well. And yeah, this, I mean, this Iowa state team just hungry, man. Like they, they give it their all and they're going to be back in Hilton um, after 
you know, a week away. So it'll be good. Students are back. So, um, thank goodness rowdy again. Um, and should be a good time. So with that horns down and yeah, let's talk about how, um, your team sucks for the NFL and how my team, well, one of my teams almost didn't make it in, um, as well. Like I was like, yeah, I had a very stressful Sunday. It was like long. (laughs) I can't even believe that the Steelers made it like going into week 17. I thought I just eliminated them. Like, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're not going to make it. Um, but also going into week 17, I was expecting Colts to have a win and in game and win against the Raiders and they lost and another win and in game against the Jaguars. I certainly expected them to win and they lost by even more to the Jaguars. And they also had, I think, their full roster. I think they might have been missing a couple key players, but Kenny Moore, our Pro Bowl um, cornerback, who I love, he's really good, was just terrible against Jacksonville. Just really bad. Um, Wentz That's was the brutal. first name you want to go? Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Wentz was brutal. Um, our line play was pretty bad, which you don't usually see that time. I mean, usually Colts offensive line, at least at the very least holds their own and same with their D line. And every single part of that game was just terrible. And it never even really felt like we were going to win either. Like going into the half, I, I put on my clown makeup and I bet Colts money line. And, and I knew that we weren't going to win. I knew we weren't going to win, but oh, I'm just like, Hey, on, man. I, this is our last game of the year. I'm going to bet on the Colts. And, and also I was still, in a little bit of denial and, you know, going into the second half, but, but yeah, literally the entire game was just terrible. It was miserable. Everyone's on the, you know, everyone's face on the cold sidelines was just in complete despair. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I was cheering for, um, uh, shoot. Who was it? I think I was cheering for the Steelers to win because the, You know, it was one of those things where if the Colts lose, they still have three separate games to win or to have go their way for them to find themselves in the playoff. I immediately rooted against the first game because I'm like, if if the freaking Steelers lose, then I'm still, you know, holding on for dear life for the playoffs. And then I know the Patriots are probably going to lose or are probably going to beat the dolphins, which actually they lost, they lost to the dolphins. And then on top of that, it was, um, the Raiders needed to beat the chargers and guess what that happened. So essentially if the Steelers want to have one that then the Colts still would have somehow weaseled their way into the playoffs. But my dumbass was rooting against that because from the get go, I did not want to live the rest of my Sunday in agony, just wanting the rest of these, you know, perfect scenarios to fall into place. But guess what? They almost did. God damn it. Look, man, if you can't beat the um, one of the Texans or the Jaguars to close out your season to get a playoff championship, then I don't think you deserve it. Oh, we totally don't. And that was partially why I didn't like I wasn't really rooting for the scenarios because we did not deserve to win. And also, like we should have done it last week. You do not wait until week 18 to seal the deal. If you have the chance to seal the deal in week 17, then do it. Like just do it. But we waited till week 18 and we, and it came back to bite us in our ass because apparently Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick and he is the football God that we thought he was, or maybe he just played the Colts on week 18. It was wild how, how well he had played. Cause he'd been so bad before that too. I think he had had like one touchdown over like eight games or something. What was the stat that was flying out? Like they, <laughs> yeah. they were just, they were horrendous as a team. And then they're just like, yeah, you know what? We're going to show up. 
Like, dude, they, no, just got, I, they got 50 burgered by the Patriots, <laughs> lost to the Jets and the Texans. Like, they, they hadn't played a competitive game since the end of November, and that was against the Falcons, who are not good. <laughs> dude, I mean, dude, literally, our last episode, I said we're going to kick ass. So I'm sure that they were also writing these games off. How many times has this happened to me since we've recorded where I completely write off the opponent because I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I should write off the, I should write off them. You know, I should have the confidence in my team to kick ass and then boom, they suck. We're eliminated from the playoffs. Hey, you know, what's nice though is they weren't going to win a Super Bowl. So at least like you don't have to deal with that extra week of hope and then, you know, disappointment later, which I feel like the playoffs always kind of give like, but you know, this is me just trying to spin zone as someone who's going to watch the corpse of big Ben, try and lead this offense, which is like, I'm so tired of it because every time I have to watch that offensive (laughs) unit play, which is a lot, I, um, for context, I live in Pittsburgh and I go to, I had Steelers season tickets this year and I saw that offense in person a lot. I watched them a lot. And it's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. It's pretty bad. It's so bad. And it's not like they're going to change anything going into the playoffs. <laughs> like you only have a week to prepare. So I don't see um, anything uh, different happening. So it's going to be bad. I, I will be surprised if they keep it within like double digits with the chiefs too, who I think are, you know, the best team in the AFC. So, but, but yeah, mm-hmm. Um, I will say I'm I'm happy as Big Ben. I'm happy as Big Ben that's taking my playoff spot versus anyone else. I know you're not. I know you're not. But it, my uncle, diehard Steelers fan, I'm really close to my uncle. He's got a Steelers man cave. So I've I've always like passively rooted for the Steelers, I guess. Um, but even he back even when Ben was in his prime, he was never the biggest fan of Ben. He always says, I'm more comfortable when an our defense is out there. When our offense is out there. Even in Ben's prime, I'm always a little nervous. You know, I'm always a little antsy about what's going to happen. Well, when our defense is out there, I feel comfortable. And I'm like, well, Uncle Chris, what if, you know, you're down and there's two minutes left and you guys need a score? Are you comfortable with your defense being out there? And he said, hell yeah, because more often than not, I'm confident that that defense is somehow going to turn something into points than anything on our offense. And I don't know if that's always been true with Big Ben's career, but um. Probably for the last two years, maybe. I don't know. The last couple of years, he's has not been great. Um, but Ben, ben could sling. Did leave them pride. to 11 0, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, I, yeah, I, that was like one of the most improbable 11 and 0s where it was just like, this team needs to lose, right? Because they're not that good. And then they <laughs> lost five, five of the last six to close out the season, or yeah, five of the last six to close out the season. So, um, Dude, Which, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, people forget how freaking good that dude was. Like, in his prime. I, I mean, people I here do not. So, there's a reason why okay, like, that's fair. The, the like corpse of him is still try- able to throw the ball. And it's because people still think he has it. And it's like, no, no, no. You guys need to get rid of this man like two years ago. But whatever. Dude, he was, he was just straight football porn. Like, those plays where he would extend them and just break a million tackles and still somehow be in the pocket and sling it for a touchdown. I think prime big Ben, if we're comparing QBs in their prime, so the span of their best four or five years, let's just put it that way. Okay. You're giving me a look. You're you're preparing yourself. You're preparing yourself. (laughs) It's going to be so bad. 
Prime Big Ben. All right, I'll switch it up a little bit. I was going to say top 15, but I'll, I'll move it to top 20. He's without a doubt a top 20 QB of all time. Prime Big Ben, yeah. Yeah, that's top fine. 15, I, was, I would still say. And I think I thought you were depending totally on what your out, list looks so. like. Well, depending on what your list looks like, you could possibly throw him in top 10, but I just, I don't know about top 10, but top 15, I would comfortably have him in my top 15 for best QBs in their prime. Should we, should we list it off right 15. now? Um, sure. Who's your one? It's, it's Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Well, our collective podcast, I'm going to overrule you on this. He's going to say Tom Brady is the one. So our collective podcast would have Tom Brady at number one, assuming that Liam has him at number one, too. And I don't have him much further. I have him at two or three. I don't really know where I have him yet. Okay. Number two, which some people think is, is disrespectful, but I don't think it is. I think it's fair. Are we actually so going to do this or are we just going to talk? No, about no, no. I don't feel like it. It would take a while. I, I would need to yeah, actually like write out a list. I, don't, I wouldn't want to free ball it. Me too. I, I respect that position way too much to free ball it. Well, yeah. And yours is going to be atrocious anyways because your one's going to be Peyton Manning. So, No. One is Tom Brady. Two is Kirk Cousins. Three <laughs> is um, Jameis Winston. Four, Andrew Luck. <laughs> Five, Robert Griffin III in a form. Not Washington football team. A form. Yeah, that's, that's it was really good that one year in there. Um, we need to bleep out the R word though, so I'll, I'll make sure to do that. Yeah, you, my yeah. apologies. Thanks um, for the extra Washington editing. football scheme bleep bleep skins. Um, yeah, so I think that's all. That's all the energy I can muster up to talk about the Colts. I'm still procrastinating watching the final hard knocks episode. Well, I, I shouldn't say procrastinating. I think it came out last night or tonight. I'm not going to watch it for probably a couple of weeks. Cause I don't need that agony. Not right now. Maybe after a, a nice little Iowa state win against Texas, I'll watch it. Yeah. Get yourself all you're feeling a little high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for putting me in a great mood while we close up this podcast. I mean, we had to talk else? about it. Um, we kind of did. Is there anything else to talk about for the Colts? So, because I don't. Let's just. All right. Think it just is what it is. Colts suck. All right. Figure that out. Yes. Next. Super Bowl prediction. Who's making it? Super Bowl prediction. Ooh, I like this because it's right before the playoffs. Um, you know, I almost kind of want to look at the at the playoff schedule because I don't have it quite memorized yet. I think it's. Give me one second. You're going to edit out. Do you, this do you want me okay? to, do you want me to tell you? Give me yours. Yeah. Give me yours. Okay. I, as much as I hate it, I really think that is going to be Bucks chiefs round two. You think I don't. Yeah. Think so. I think the chiefs, the only other team I think coming out of the AFC can see coming out of the AFC is the Titans. Um, and especially if they get Derrick Henry back, which is actually looking possible. But I do think that the Chiefs are by far in a tier of their own in the AFC compared to the rest of the AFC teams. Um, and then I, I, agree with you. I don't know as a, a Packer fan as well. So I grew up a Packer fan. Giving context to listeners here because people are like, well, yes, like yes. Grow a Packer fan, got a job with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I worked for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a few years and got fandom there too. So now I have 
split fandom and I live in Pittsburgh now. So, um, but grow a pack fan, they are just going to lose the NFC championship game again. Like it's just bound to happen. I don't know why, but they're just, it's, I, I like have terrible memories of any time we get into it. it happened last year. It happens like any year that we have a good team. We just like, don't quite do it. So I just, that's me being a pessimistic Packer fan that I think the Buccaneers can do it. My sneaky teams are, I think the 49ers have a shot. Oh, Not that was mine too. Gosh, I'm terrible. I don't like this. I don't like this. Um, and that's it. From the AFC, I literally think it would only be Chiefs or Titans. I, I would be shocked if any other AFC team made it. I really think the Bills, just because Devin Singletary the past two weeks has actually done well, but <laughs> I don't know. The other 15 games of the year, they had zero run game. So it, as long as their run game is sustainable, I'd do not mind the Bills. Dude, they played However, the Jets and the Falcons. <laughs> the run what game is sustainable against the Jets and the Falcons. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> okay, let me let me rephrase that. Their run game is good enough. The run game doesn't have to be immaculate. Like it just has to be somewhat serviceable because you know, it, on top of Josh Allen's you know running ability and the entire offense goes through his arm. So as long as the running game can just do the bare minimum, as long as you it can get you. Fourth and one, which apparently Jonathan Taylor couldn't on the goal line. As long as it can get you fourth and one scenarios and get you that, that extra first down, I really think the Bills have a chance to win the Super Bowl, but uh, they haven't shown it consistently enough for me to say that. So, yeah, I, I hate to be boring. I think Chiefs come on top out of the AFC. Um, you know, my Cardinals, they were my, uh, they were my sleeper prediction on, before the year started. And I was looking really smart for pretty much 10 weeks out of the year until they just, you know, shit everything down their pants the last eight weeks. So I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like them going into Cliff, the, I also don't like Cliff Kingsbury. He's a terrible coach. <laughs> he's man bad, has gotten there. Like, he, he loses dude. games for them. Yeah. It's, it's wild. They're going to um, just be like capped by him until whenever. Cause Kyler Murray is really good. They got like, I mean, Hopkins Kyler is a top five QB in the NFL. Like when he no. is healthy, he is insane. When he's not healthy, top, not top five. I put him in the top five easily. Um, easily. But either way, you're Maybe right. He's fantasy. very good. Yeah. Only fantasy and not real life. Um, top five quarter. Are you kidding me? It's like he's he's my bold prediction. Like six, from, seven, or eight. Go, from him as a, like him going into his rookie year, my bold prediction with him was that he was going to be a top five quarterback in the NFL within three years. And I think right now he's verging on that. So I'm just going to ride that home because this is his second year. I got one more year to. He's still not be even right a top five quarterback in the playoffs right now. <laughs> okay, who are you, your top five quarterbacks? You got Joe Burrow, you got Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and. You're not putting Dak there. You're not putting. Oh well, Josh I would Allen. put. Okay, I would put All Josh right. on. I would also probably take Dak. I would also take Justin Herbert over him as well. And well, not, not in the playoffs. I know. I'm just saying, if we went and do even top five in the um, whatever Lamar Jackson. If we're talking about who as well, had no, a I think I'd rather have though. Kyler than Lamar and Russell I Wilson. Though Russell Wilson was very annoying this year. Um I had him in fantasy. Dude, this he this okay. Time. But Russell Wilson. Yeah, terrible. Russell was terrible There we go. This All year. right. We figured that one. Out. So, so Okay. Well, I was going to say um so yeah, 
I disagree. It's going to be Chiefs and then Packers in the Super Bowl for the exact opposite reason as you, because they've lost what two or three NFC championships in a row. They're due. I'm pulling the they're due for one card and Stop. I'm going to ride that home. So Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. Newt, congratulations. The Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers last dance win the Super Bowl for 2022. How do you feel about it? Congrats, I'm not man. on this because you're just trying to jinx you fuck face. No, I'm not. I, I, I'm dead serious when I say that. I think that they're the favorite in the NFC. I, you think well, I'm yeah, messing with the, you? They're the favorite me in the is, NFC. in a way. I mean, I know you are messing They're also... Eh, I'm partly, though. Like, I would think it would be pretty funny for them to lose in dramatic fashion, but I think they're, they're going to make to. this. I think this is their year. Also, the Chiefs, they have... They're so... They're such a weird team. I don't know, but my sleeper for the AFC is, is the Raiders. And yeah, I was going to piggyback off you. I think the 49ers could make some noise. I, I don't think the Cowboys match up well against them at all, at all. I, I think the 49ers are going to upset them first round. Yeah, I, I liked the 49ers pick like a couple of weeks ago when they were getting kind of hot and stuff, but now everyone's on it. So I feel like now it's like like the Cowboys pick is where it's at now. Like it's like turned because the public's on them too much, you know, hate that shit. The Cowboys to me will never be the, like whatever you call it, like an underdog pick. I, I honestly, I like Dak and I like their team. Their team is super fun, but just because I've always cheered against that organization for the past 20 years, I think, I'm, I think it would be biased of me if I, if I turned that now. So I think I'm still, I still need to be a Cowboy hater in order for me to feel okay with uh, my own fandom and uh, as some other teams. Is that fair? Dude, that's totally fine. It's perfectly fine. It's like hating the Yankees. Like I, I, I understand hating like the most popular team in the league because like it's annoying. They're annoying as shit usually. And their fans usually are annoying. So <laughs> that's what the Cowboys are with the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys usually are just overrated just because the media always talks about them because they always get they're the most popular they team. The That's why they're like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we have to overrate them. I mean, we could just talk about them a lot and just talk about all of their, you know, issues and how to correct it and stuff. They're, which, they are for what it's worth. Jerry Jones did a great job correcting it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it should be interesting. It'll be a yeah, I, I think it'll be a very fun NFL playoffs. Uh, I think, especially this week, there are a lot of intriguing matchups. We'll see if... I think the divisional round could maybe get a little messy when some of the better teams maybe take it out on teams that aren't as good. That's kind of my my thought process on it. But I think this week will be... Yeah. yeah. Should be some pretty good games, aside from maybe like Chiefs-Steelers, which I'm not too optimistic about that one. So I don't know, man. Could be a big Ben surprise game. He's due for one. Yeah, man. He's been due for like three years on a good game. So let's see. <laughs> All right, man. He doesn't throw the ball more. We'll like wrap that. it up. But yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be a quickie and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're like 45 minutes into it. All right. Well, if you made it this far into our quote unquote quickie, um, then you're a trooper. We were, we appreciate you as you just listen to us fumble through a lot of our NFL analysis, but, uh, as always head on over to BNC Fieldhouse. now head on over to BNC Fieldhouse on Mondays and Tuesdays for bachelor Mondays and taco Tuesdays. But without further ado, that's all we got for you guys today. So as always roll clones, roll clones, baby.